You're the morning star. You rise in the morning. You're the bringer of dawn. You bring the dawn. You fade in the blue sky. Welcome back to Road Trip 7 with the Iowa Gallivant. I am JJ, and you are going to be very thankful to be listening to this particular episode, especially if you have uh, plans for this Tuesday. Uh, But guess what? Uh, When it comes to the world of tacos, as I always say, it's Tuesday somewhere, so eat them whenever the heck you want. Now, if some of you have listened to our first podcast, or inaugural podcast, if you will, uh, I, I... I got to tell you, um, I fibbed a little bit. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say I fibbed. I, I'm calling an audible right now. Uh, we said we were going to have our first project be the uh, Seven Wonders of Iowa, and we are still going to do that. There's going to be some amazing places we're going to talk about, but gosh darn it, I want to talk about tacos, and it's my podcast, and I can do whatever I want, okay? Or if you um, email me or comment on this and tell me I should do something different, I, I, I I'll probably uh, cower and do something different. Anyway... So, the first project on Road Trip 7 will be a seven-part series of our favorite places in Iowa to get tacos. Now, I want to remind everybody here, these are places we've actually been. We're not just going on the old webinar, webinet thingy bobber, World Wide Web. Do people use web crawler anymore? No? Um, I'm going to have our R&D department look at that for us. Anyway... Uh, the, uh, the thing is, is I'm not just going to get on Google and start saying, uh, you know, top 10 places to get tacos in Iowa and just make a show about it. We've actually been here because we've done a travel blog for over four years now, and we've been to some incredible spots all over Iowa, especially and in the Midwest. So we've had a taco or two along our travels, and we even did this incredibly awesome tour uh, a couple of years ago, where we called it the best hometown tacos. Hacho in Iowa. That's um, made in Iowa. Look at me. I'm learning Spanish. It took me all that time. I don't even know if I said it right. So excuse me to anybody that uh, tells me that I said it wrong. I just want to let you know that means no disrespect. I'm learning. You're learning. But guess what? I love everything that goes into a fresh tortilla or even a crunchy one. I'll tell you what, I'll like, I like I like just about any kind of taco, even if it's a stale one. I'll still probably eat it. I won't I won't blog about it. I won't podcast about it. But I you know, I've worked most of my life in kitchens. I have now taken the step into uh, civilian life. Um and that's allowed me to get on the internet and blab to you. Uh and I got to tell you that the top 2 I would say the top two uh, staff meals or family meals, uh, some as some restaurants call it, you know, it's it's we've made some killer casseroles in some of the places I've worked at. It's unbelievable. Uh, the top uh, uh, the top one is probably just whatever you can get in your mouth at any given moment while you're standing, and you probably get it down within two to three bites, no matter how big it is. Uh, soups are always a big thing. I remember Anthony Bourdain saying something about maybe it's one of his books or one of his shows and or both but uh, about the all the crazy soups and stews and things like that that uh, cooks and chefs would get together and make and i gotta tell you uh you go to some of these fancy restaurants and you think you're having a great meal 
it it doesn't compare to what they're cooking in the back of the house with the stuff that doesn't make it to your table because it's always better i'm telling you right now it's the best part about working in a restaurant you think you get all the best food that's cooked out of that kitchen you don't i'm sorry but you don't uh, anyway still still spend your money at these places but uh, <laughs> but another and but i would say the top thing that i've made on the fly in kitchens have been tacos uh and I've had the, uh, ex uh, the the great uh, experience and honor to work with a lot of people, not only from Central America, Mexico, and uh, South America, and all over the world, basically. Uh, it, I, I have come to, to, to the realization that uh, as long as it's in a tortilla, it, it, it's just a, a taco, and you can come up with some of the craziest things. However, I uh, need to get back to uh, our world here in Iowa, because... I think a lot of people look at Iowa and especially around the Midwest and say things like, why would I think to come there or take an exit off of one of our main interstates to get Mexican food or see a taqueria or whatever? I'm telling you, you should. Uh, some of the best taquerias I've ever experienced, and I've been all over the country, I've worked in several places all over the country, and I've had some great times in other places when it comes to getting uh, Mexican food and uh, Salvadorian food and Nicaraguan food, things like that. And I don't know if some of the, I don't know if the best taquerias I've had are in Iowa, but I'm going to tell you some of the best I've had are in Iowa and a town that we call the land of 10,000 tacos. That's an understatement. You can get 10 million tacos there uh, is in uh, uh, South central Iowa, uh, Wapalo County, the county seat of, of Wapalo County is Ottumwa. It's a, I would call a micropolitan uh, city. It's not quite a, a small town. It's not quite a big town. It's right there in the middle. Uh, it's got a long history. It's been a, an economic powerhouse uh, in its past. Now, let's be honest, it has seen better economic days, but that doesn't mean that the place isn't still fabulous uh, to travel to. Yeah, I dropped the word fabulous. You don't hear that often from me, do you? Yeah, I think I should use it more often or, or less. What do you think? Anyway, a ton was cool. So, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's one of those uh, it, it's it's kind of tucked down in there in the uh, south central part of the state. Uh, it's right on the border of the southeastern part of the state. So, uh, however, it is, uh, uh, you know, it's made popular by the the fictional character Radar O'Reilly. His fictional character was from Atumwa. And but his actual uh, uh, the, the actor's actual hometown who played Radar was from Atumwa. It's kind of a theme because then you have uh, Tom Arnold. You know he uh, he was on uh, Roseanne. Uh, he was, played a character from Atumwa, but in real life he's actually from Atumwa. That's kind of odd. I just figured that out. I honestly just thought of that. I really just thought of that. I just realized every actor who's played a character from Atumwa is actually from Atumwa. Let's get our R&D department on that again. Has there been any other actors portraying a citizen from Ottumwa who's not actually from Ottumwa? But if you go there nowadays, and like I said, it's a very historical city. And um, if you think that it's a silly idea to travel someplace or road trip someplace just to get a taco or in this, in this uh, case, many tacos, I'm here to tell you it's not a silly reason at all. You've traveled for dorkier reasons than that, and this is not even a corny reason. This is your road trip. 
make a road trip to have tacos and lots of them. And the great thing about Otumwa is it's not exactly a small town. It's not a big town. It's right in the middle. However, the concentration of authentic taquerias pumping out authentic food with authentic flavors is so high there. You, the thing is, is uh, say like Des Moines, Chicago, uh, Minneapolis, these huge towns, um, and you know, I call Des Moines huge because it's over 100,000 people, and that's just how I classify it. Anyway, you could go to these places, like, like let, let's keep it more locally, like Des Moines, and they probably have more authentic taquerias than, say, someplace like Katoma. However, they're, they're not in such a concentrated area like you get in Ottumwa and Wapolo County, because, you know, you might find, you know, one or two places that are just amazing in Des Moines, and you just love them. Then you have to travel five, ten miles, maybe longer, to find another cluster, and then you have to travel another five, six miles to find another cluster. That's not the case in Ottumwa. You can drive two, three miles in a circle and just hit so many up in such a short period of time it's amazing, and it's one of the hardest things you can ever do when you go to a taqueria, because the vast majority of them are kind of like a la carte. You just you go up there, you order what you want, you get served, and you just go right back to the counter if you want some more. So, and that's the beauty of it. Why not, right? And uh, so, but the hard part is just ordering one or two uh, when you go to these places. And when we go to a tumwa. Um, we, tr uh, we tried to hit up as many of them as possible, and we actually gave our award for Iowa's Best Hometown Taco uh, to Mimi's uh, when we did this a few years ago. We went all over the state, and we found some incredible food. We found some very worthy taquerias. It was the hardest decision I think I've ever had to make. Can you name one more other decision that was harder? I mean, just in, just in life in general. When we had some of the greatest tacos we've ever had in our life. And we, and, you know, and I'm talking to my wife right now. She's uh, in my audience. Lucky her. And, uh, uh, you know, she was born and raised in Texas. I was born and raised in Iowa. But we met in Arizona. And we both lived in Arizona for a number of years. So we've had amazing Mexican food. So don't even think for a second we don't know what we're talking about when we cook. And uh, I've, worked at, I've worked in Florida and East Coast and things like that. And. Other places that have high concentration of uh, Hispanic uh, citizens. And the thing is, is, uh, you know, when it comes to good food, we're not going to talk about or blog about uh, places that we have a poor experience at. Uh, so that being said, we went to all these places and just gobbled up taco after taco. And not all of them were traditional. Uh, don't, you know. Uh, we had some Asian-style tacos. We had some uh, Korean, uh, you know, to, get, to narrow that down a little bit, some Korean-style tacos. Uh, you know, we had all sorts of them, uh, barbecue-style. And But there was something about Mimi's. And the, our favorite uh, taco there was, our, was the Langua taco, which is beef tongue. And, yes, I said beef tongue for all of you who just got skittish. I'm here to tell you right now. I could tell you this is just uh, very uh, juicy. Uh, roast beef or pot roast and you would take a bite of it and go mm, that's yummy pot roast and you would never think that it was tongue for the rest of your life so yeah 
go to the tonicary and get a little tongue. There you go. <laughs> it's still a family podcast. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, but it, it, it's the, the, the best thing about lingua. Uh, if you say you love beef, but say you won't like uh, tongue, uh, then you then you can't. You can still say you like beef, but you still but you have to say like I only like certain cuts because it's one of the beefiest parts of the the cow you could actually eat when it comes to flavor. So getting that mixed in with cilantro, fresh cilantro, and traditionally it's cilantro, uh, diced white onions. Sometimes they're red, which is fine, but tr usually it's white onions, uh, and then like uh, some. Just some beautiful uh, chili peppers. A lot of times it's serranos. Sometimes it's jalapenos, but a lot of times it's serranos. And that's basically all you need. Maybe a little salsa if you want. If you want to kick it uh, up to uh, you know level 11 like you have in Spinal Tap. I just lost the millennials on that one. Okay, watch Spinal Tap. That's a great uh, mockumentary uh, if you like those sort of things. But no, if you want to you know if you want to make it spicy, that's fine. But you got to make sure when you're at these taquerias or when you're anywhere. Uh, don't spice it up to the point where you can't taste what you came in for. And that is, in this case, Mimi's the lingua. Um, and we always, we always follow the rule, I shouldn't say the rules, the recommendation of the locals. Yes, we don't always follow the rules of the locals. <laughs> Sorry. But no, we, but when it comes to recommendations, we, 9.9999 times out of 10, we will follow the recommendations. And this Atamwa was one of the best places where locals gave us the right path to having just delicious and awesome food. And they're very proud. A lot of them are, uh, have their favorite taqueria, but uh, a lot of them said, you got to go to Mimi's. And they, they weren't the only ones in the area that we went to, but we did. And after, oh gosh, just what seemed like endless anguish. We gave it to them, and they deserve it. Don't get me wrong; they deserve it. It was just so hard because we had so many great, we had so many great uh, experiences, which we'll be getting to. But we have to talk about Atemwa because it's our favorite place. If you just want to get tacos, you know, it's uh, it's. Don't get me wrong; there's a lot of other things to do there, which is why we do this podcast. We we are we got you in because we're talking about the glorious, uh, beautiful. Uh, majesty uh, culinary masterpieces that we know as uh, tacos. Uh, but, you know, they have uh, another iconic restaurant there, the Canteen in the Alley. Uh, they don't call them made rights there. I would love for you to go in there and... No, I, I, let me get this... Uh, let me rephrase it. I uh, would love to see somebody try to call them a made right. I recommend not doing that. But if you are going to do it, I just want to be there because I want to see what they say. Uh, and don't call them Sloppy Joes because that's uh, actually never call these style of sandwiches Sloppy Joes anywhere in Iowa unless it's on a on the menu for your local uh, school district's lunch, which might be delicious. And uh, uh, up in northwest Iowa, they call them taverns. But in the Atumwa area, uh, we call we they call them canteens down there. It's a loose meat sandwich and it's on a, a nice fresh white bun Order whatever kind of garnish you want on there. I, I always have mustard. I have to have mustard on my canteen slash made right slash taverns. I cannot have one without it. 
And yeah, that's an experience you have to take in because there's this eternal uh, arm wrestling match here, especially here in Iowa. And I know I'm going to get corrected on this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. But Atomwa claims they came up with the loose beat sandwich. Muscatine claims they did, and I believe Sioux City is also in there. So there's kind of like this Mexican standoff when it comes to the loose meat sandwich, which gets us back to the taco. How is that? <laughs> right on. So, uh, yes, if you are looking to have uh, inspiration for a road trip, I don't see why you wouldn't take me up on this. You're going to have some great food. You're going to meet some great folks, and you're also going to hear debate from the locals on where the best places to go. Now, what else are you going to do there? I get it. You're not just going to travel two hours and have... And if you do, just travel two hours and just have tacos. More power to you, man. Hey, <laughs> I don't blame you. But there is some great things in this town that uh, folks uh, can really experience. And But, you know, uh, right now we need to take a, a little break for our sponsor. And it's over because we don't have any sponsors yet, but we will be getting some because we have some great folks out there that are going to love this podcast. So there's our little advertisement right there. Advertise with Road Trip 7 and the Iowa Gallivant. JJ will love you. Anyway, so getting back to the great things about Atumwa is it's very uh, rich in Native American culture. And that's one of the reasons why I love going down there. And, you know, uh, Fort Madison, Iowa, and Dubuque, Iowa, they uh, um, both uh, kind of claim where, uh, you know, I think the first, jeez, uh, I'm going to get corrected on this one too. I believe the first incorporated town in Iowa was Dubuque. However, Fort Madison um, has been around for a very long time, and they're kind of like, uh, hey, this is where, you know, it all started too, or maybe first, whatever. So, you know, hey, you guys can duke it out uh, as much as you want. But however, here we go. In a what is now the current town of Agency is uh, there in Wapalo County, uh, the western expansion into Iowa and therefore uh, much uh, many other places uh, happened right there uh, in Agency, Iowa. So the you know there was already established uh, uh, towns and uh, camps and forts in east of Agency, and up especially uh, along the Mississippi River, but it made, it made it easier for Western expansion into Iowa uh, when uh, Chief uh, Wapolo signed the treaty with his uh, political soulmate, uh, General Street, and uh, right there in Agency, Iowa. So, and we hear so many stories about, and, and trust me, we need to hear these stories. We uh, about um, the uh, the uh, falsehoods we said to the Native Americans, the treaties you, the U.S. government has broken with the uh, with the Native Americans. We need to hear about you know the rivalries we've had with Native Americans throughout the years. These are this is our history. We can't uh, run away from it. We have to teach it. And whether you think uh, who is in the right or wrong, there has been a lot of blood spilled uh, between uh, Americans and uh, the Native Americans. However, what we don't talk about as much as we should is there were Native Americans and U.S. Army uh, generals and colonels and, and, and troops that actually got along very well in some cases. And this is one of them. 
at the uh, request of Chief Wapolo, uh, he wanted to be buried by his friend General Street there in agency. And you can go see the uh, you can go see the uh, the the, the uh, burial. Uh, or I should say the graves of these two and, and others there. It's I, I think it's, it's it's an amazing place to go. And we have a thing where we always uh, give our kids cigars. And no, none of them are 18 yet. We've been giving them cigars for a few years now and not to smoke, but to lay at the graves and burial areas of Native Americans to show our respect for them. And I, I wish people, uh, especially here in Iowa, knew more about their story. Like I said, they were kind of political soulmates. Uh, they probably didn't get along with everything. Um, uh, they probably disagreed on many things. But in the end, they realized they're both two human beings. And I think it shows a lot that Chief Wapolo, at his request, wanted to be buried by his friend, General Street. And it's all down there. And obviously, Atumwa is a Native American name. So you can find out uh, a lot of stuff when it comes to uh, uh, the culture of uh, our First Nations there in South Central Iowa and beyond. And, you know, uh, there's not too, uh, it's not too far from other uh, famous uh, burial grounds like uh, Chief Blackhawk, which is uh, just uh, another county away uh, if you will, uh, in Van Buren County and little Iowaville Cemetery. That is another podcast, by the way. We'll be getting to that. That's another one of my favorite places to go to. And while you're in Ottumwa and while you're getting out of Ottumwa for a little while, visiting agency, um, I think you need to go to, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. This is probably the most important area in the United States when it comes to uh, landmarks for the arts. And let's think about some of the most noticeable pieces of art in human history. Uh, and you know, the Mona Lisa is up there. Uh, David is up there. Uh, however, ranked right up there is American Gothic by Grant Wood, native of Iowa. And the American Gothic painting, as you know, shows the two very stoic or pensive looking, uh, uh, rural Iowa folks, uh, the, the gentleman on the left is holding the pitchfork and, and looking straight at the artist while the uh, uh, lady to him, uh, next to him, is kind of scowling a little bit, if you will. I'm not sure if I, you know, maybe there's a better word for that, but kind of looking away from the artist. And it is uh, one of, it's one of the world's most noticeable pieces of art, one of the top uh I think it's second to the Mona Lisa for the most, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the, the most, uh, you know, they, they, they make a funny picture out of it. You know, they use the, what's that? No, not caricature. It's, it's, you know, it's like if I want to look like I put the Mona Lisa and I make her look like a punk rocker. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh. Come on. Can you Google that please? I think I need to know the word. This is a very important part. I'm trying to tell everybody how important this piece of land is, and I didn't do my research, so I need you to do it for me. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, it's uh, behind the Mona Lisa. It's it's uh, one of the most uh, uh, reworked pieces of art. We're going to come up with that word here in a little bit. And uh, so, which makes it one of the most noticeable in the world. And, uh, uh, 
if you were in, say, Italy, and a local said to you, hey, uh, by the way, just over that bluff, uh, you can actually sit in the exact spot where the Mona where the subject in the Mona Lisa sat for this painting, and you can actually stand in the same spot where uh, Michelangelo, or no, it's Da Vinci, Da Vinci, uh, painted it, right? It's Da Vinci, right? Yeah, I read the Da Vinci Code. I was testing you on that. It is Da Vinci, by the way. <laughs> I was trying to touch, uh, test uh, my wife by saying Michelangelo. It was, it was Da Vinci. Um, uh, now, for all you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, fans, you, we, what's the next ones? Raphael and Donatello. Thank you. Uh, but if you were, say, like uh, somewhere in Europe and somebody said uh, uh, Picasso uh, sat here and painted this amazing uh portrait uh or if you were some some place uh in, in mexico and uh frida was uh known to have gone into this building and do some of her artwork you would zip right in there and you would tell people uh oh my gosh i just you know hey i was just standing in the exact exact same spot where uh, da vinci uh painted the mona lisa and why would you turn that opportunity down well this is an opportunity you should not turn down if you love the arts the American Gothic place uh, uh, in Eldon, Iowa, is where you need to go and 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 see it. Uh, people from all over the world uh, would love would love the opportunity to go see it, and they do go see it, by the way. But there are people that will never get to the states, and people who love history, who love art, and love Grant Wood, and would do anything to see this landmark. Uh, however, they never will. That's one of the reasons why we need to take advantage of these sort of things. And it's got a great interpretive center. You can actually stand outside the house uh, in period uh, clothes with a pitchfork and kind of mimic the uh, the painting. And uh, it's, it's a great landmark. I, I think it's a very important place you need to go to. And especially we here in Iowa uh, need to take advantage of those places. And I am the first one to tell you, and I know that it sounds like I'm giving you kind of a guilt trip here. I'm the first one to tell you I'm terrible at going to see these kind of places myself. Uh, in my last podcast, I talked about how I used to live in the Keys and I never went to Key West. You know, I used to live in Austin. I never partied in 6th Street. I never took my wife to the Corn Palace in South Dakota. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it, was, it was like three miles out of the way. We can't have that. So, uh so, which is actually anti-gallivanty of us nowadays. That so, but no, sorry. By the way, we've never been to the Corn Palace. So yeah, I mean this. Uh, there's no reason not to go check it out. You, you'll have a, you'll have a good time. And uh, once on one of the uh, obscure parts of uh, the spectrum of art is in Atumwa too. However, it's very important, and it's at this place called Tom Toms in the uh, bottom. Uh, excuse me, the first floor of uh, Hotel Atumwa, which is a very historic hotel, very old hotel, and a very nice hotel. I love it there. And the people that uh, run it are amazing, and they've treated us very well throughout the years. I, I love the Hotel Atumwa. And, but their bar, Tom Toms, uh, has uh, one of the coolest pieces of art you'll ever see. It's also Native American. Uh, depiction. It's a Native American depiction on there. It's one of the first blacklight murals of its kind. 
And yes, uh, there is a culture out there that loves blacklight artwork. And if you want to see one of the very first murals that, uh, that's ever been produced, it's right there in the tumble. It's beautiful. It really is. It's cool. It, it's exactly what I would love to have in a bar, to tell you the truth. I'm not talking, I'm not trying to belittle it by any means. Don't get me wrong. It does not belong in a museum. It belongs at a really cool bar like Tom Tom's. It just brings so much uh, uh, ambiance while you're there. It just glows uh, glows at you while you're enjoying whatever beverage it is. And it's cool. I, and that's another reason why you need to make an extra stop when you're going through uh, a tumble. I mean, you, there's all these uh, amazing things that you can just uh, uh, peel off to the side of the road and take a picture of or stop in and get a meal and uh, take, a, take a picture or two. So, yeah. So, yeah, we've talked about... We, so, we've gone to from uh, Grant Wood to Blacklight Artwork. I think that is amazing, right? I mean, that's... What else could we do? Oh, there's plenty of sculptures there, too. There's pretty... Yeah. yeah, the park there. Oh, the tragic thing about... Oh, my gosh. One of the tragic things, and I... Can you look this up? Can you see? Okay, if this if they put this back in their park. Uh, we got to experience their iconic hamster wheel at their public park. And they have a huge, absolutely beautiful public park that they put uh, incredible Christmas lights in. You drive around and, uh, you know, listen to music and things like that while you uh, enjoy the Christmas lights. And it's one of the best places in Iowa to, to experience Christmas lights right there in Tumlin. But they had a, a, a hamster wheel, this old school, you know, uh, playground equipment. I'm not even sure if they reconstructed it. They, 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 maybe it was code. It, it was grandfathered in because of the code. I don't know, but it was awesome. And I remember seeing the article where a tree fell on it. I don't know if it was from straight winds or, or oh, what was it? Straight winds. Yeah. So, and it's destroyed. Have they rebuilt that yet? Petitioned. Oh, I would sign that. I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so cool. I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, it's a piece of playground equipment. Uh, oh, wait, she might've found something, but it's one of those things. It's, it's uh, how many thousands of people in a Tumwa area and visitors like us enjoyed the hamster wheel. My, my kids loved it. And it's just one of those things like, uh, when you see that it's destroyed, you didn't realize how much you enjoyed it and loved it until it's gone. And uh, a lot of folks, when <laughs> I just remember that social media outcry and sadness. I mean, genuine sadness when it was destroyed. And they got a new one, okay? Of course not. It's safe. Oh, it's safer and smaller. So you probably can't do like a complete 360 a couple times when you get it really going. It You probably can't even go fast on it. Okay, why are we talking about a tumble at all now and the hamster wheel's gone? No, I'm just kidding. I miss the old school playground equipment. <laughs> oh, see, I, you know, I, I, I like the old school playground equipment because you could double them as like, uh, like a Renaissance festival, like, uh, weapons, you know what I mean? You catapults from the, oh, she just showed me the picture. That's not cool. Oh, that is soul crushing. I mean, come on. But anyway, uh, anyway, but <laughs> okay. So the old school hamster wheel is gone. That doesn't mean you should cancel your trip to a tumble. Okay. You can still have a blast, as you can tell. So, 
But yeah, and while you're there, uh, you know, uh, you can always find plenty of places uh, to stay and everything. And I mentioned Hotel Atumwa earlier. Uh, I like the historic places. I like it. It's got flavor. You know what I mean? So, and uh, it's it's a part of the city. Uh, and you and you get to see uh, some of the classic, iconic, uh, uh, industrial parts of Iowa that made our state when you go to this area. You know, it's 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 such an important town, and it was an important town, and it's going to be an important town moving forward. And it's people's air uh, I, I really enjoy in these areas because, you know, they have that that labor blue collar attitude. And but they also have that uh, welcoming uh, feel to it. You know, that's what I, I truly love that. And uh, it's it's a very, uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a very nice drive on the way there, no matter what direction you're coming in from. And uh, there's there's just it's a part of Iowa that uh, that doesn't get a lot of publicity. And that's one of the reasons why we talk about it. That's one of the reasons why we write about it. And and that's uh, what we do here with the Iowa Gallivant. Now, uh, Road Trip 7 is we're going to be talking about a lot of these places because you can have a great time and get great food and you can experience some of the best history you're going to find in the entire state, uh, in, t- in the entire Midwest. And, and you're going to find locals that are so loyal and true to their hometown. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And, uh, when you go there, I don't know if I mentioned this, there's a lot of great places to get tacos. So <laughs> Mimi's is not the only place. Trust me. I've said it uh, a couple times. There were, there are, excuse me, the name of the restaurant a few times. Uh, oh gosh. And, you know, you can just go to our travel blog, uh, theiowagallivant.com, or go to our Facebook page uh, and, uh, you know, keyword some of those, those uh, words in there. And uh, find our articles on a Tumblr and all the great things you could do there. You know, and by the way, getting back to Eldon, right over there in Atoma, where the American Gothic house is, if you're not filled up on tacos, they have one of the most incredible pork tenderloin sandwiches you're going to find. We did, we did a, a video there from Chami's. This place is called Chami's. And uh, it's, uh, uh, right, it's right by the river, which, by the way, is another scenic overlook there you can go see. And we did a, a like a 10-second video of us playing hide-and-seek behind their twin, pork tenderloin. That's how big it was. <laughs> so, yeah. So we talked about tacos. We got you to this podcast because of that. But we went over this over the spectrum uh, of other stuff you can get there. It's uh, it's 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 not going to disappoint you when it comes to uh, experiencing new places if you keep your mind open. And that's what we do here on the Iowa Gallivant. I'm going through my list here. I could go on and on about a tumble. I really can. What else do you want to know about a tumble? I swear, I can get right on my blog post right now and start talking about more. They have a water park there. There, there, there you go. Boom. Water park. Big water park. So, anyway. Well, uh, we got to come to a close on this. And uh, I'm sorry that I haven't gone into further. By the way, oh, I just thought of something. The guacamole there was awesome, too. And tortoise. You know, the taquerias always have great tortoise, too. For the most part, I should say. And if you're wondering what a Torta is, if you've never had one, 
It's a Mexican style bread. It's very soft, but they grill it and it makes it nice and rich with like maybe whether they're using butter or, and then, or there's sour cream on it or whatever. But then they put the traditional things you get on a taco inside this bread. And that is just killer too. So when you're going around a tumble to all these taquerias, make sure you're also getting a torta or two. Don't leave town without getting a torta as well. Okay. So I mean it anyway. So coming to a close, like I said, uh, travel tip. Uh, here's a little travel tip for you. Uh, when you're getting off uh, the uh, uh, the main roads and you're going to take an exit and uh, go three miles further, take a picture wherever you're at. Trust me, take a picture wherever you're at. Just go three more miles with every exit, whether it's in a metro area or a rural area. Take that. Take uh, tip, take a selfie, take a group picture, do whatever it is, and just see where that leads you. You're going to have so many people wondering, where was this at? And you're going to have a story with it. It works every time. It really does. So, because a lot of times we take uh, the pictures by the landmarks and the uh, the famous places, and nobody says, where was this at? You know, you've already, you said, here's a picture. They go, oh, that's cool. And, I, and I'm, t I'm telling you, you should still do that. Don't get me wrong. But some of the best stories when you're talking about your travels come from those just random, I'm going to take a picture of this right here. So do that. Take whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, you got to take, take the exit to go pee or whatever or get a snack. Uh, go another three miles at least and just see what you see. You'll, you'll be amazed sometimes what, what you discover. So, and our homework. This is kind of a... I almost said this is a new thing for our podcast, but everything I'm talking about is new for our podcast because this is the real first uh, uh, podcast for a road trip seven, uh, other than our introductory one. So, but we have a homework assignment for you. So go on your favorite search engine uh, and Google this or whatever it is, Yahoo this or whatever. Boy, Google gets a lot of free advertising. My God, that's probably the, like the essence of their company. Anyway, Google uh, uh, handmade or handcrafted or gourmet local sodas or pop. I don't care what region you're in, whatever you want to say. Uh, yes. And look at the list and see what pops up. And trust me, on these little tips I give you when it comes to homework, you'll get inspired by some crazy road trips. You may not even like soda that much. You may not have even thought of it. You're like, Jay, why don't I just do something like uh, the best breweries near me? Okay, do that. Guess what? Some of those breweries make some of the greatest handcrafted sodas you're ever going to have in your life, and they are located in some amazing gems um one of my favorite places is in shenandoah iowa uh for handcrafted soda and that will probably be the last time i actually give you a town within the homework assignment so i gave you one of the first answers there i'm telling you do that see what comes up and get some road trip inspiration from that okay you don't always have to google or look up the most popular things around you to get inspired for a road trip. Sometimes it might take you days and weeks to figure that out. Do something obscure. 
look up handcrafted sodas in the state that you're in and go from there. All right, I'm JJ. This has been Road Trip 7 with the Iowa Gallivant. Atumwa, I can't wait to see you again. Actually, we're going to be down there soon. December, we're coming to Atumwa. All right. Hey, that's pretty nifty. How convenient. I'm talking about the town we're about ready to travel to. I had no idea we were going to do that. So, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, whatever. See you around, folks, and I can't wait to see you uh, when we travel. Remember, our favorite destination is always the next one. All right. Take it easy, everybody.